0: 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open 670 KBOI. Now,
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and
2: local on News Talk KBOI. 606. It is uh, 59 degrees. It's warm outside this morning, for this time of the morning, anyway. Uh, gonna be into the, uh, 80s today, upper 70s, low 80s as we continue to warm up into the weekend. Record setting highs possible as we get close to the weekend. Uh, Friday should see, um, 91 into the 90s on Saturday and possibly Sunday. And, uh, if we do hold with that prediction, that would, uh, break, uh, a record on Friday, um, Mm -hmm. by about one degree. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be close, but if you're into records, there you
3: go. Those better than the ones we break, you know, occasionally in the winter.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I, hundred percent agree. Right. We have air conditioning that can help out summer, you know, you just running. So what, what? What
3: we need to do is is break a record for the most days in a row that it's actually just seventy five degrees.
2: I would love that right now. It, actually, I and I would take eighty. It was just an absolutely gorgeous day this last Saturday. It was eighty degrees. It was sunny and no wind which is like one of the first days this yeah. year that I can remember in Nampa that there was no wind. That's <laughs> what they call it, what they call it uh,
3: Chamber of Commerce Day, because it's the day the Chamber of yeah. Commerce go out and start t- taking pictures. Well, and
2: uh, apparently the wind had blown out, you know, all the bad air quality that we had seen because, mm-hmm. you know, we had it, the the mountains were very kind of smoky or whatever and on saturday they were hazy. crystal clear yeah they were hazy and usually wind had blown all that haze out and it was crystal clear on saturday's absolutely gorgeous then of course sunday rolled around um we'll be talking <laughs>
3: <laughs> like 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 those commercials either say either way it's five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes drive 10 <laughs> miles whatever it's uh,
2: yeah it'll, it'll change yeah Dow uh, down, down uh, another hundred points after being down two hundred points yesterday. Uh, debt ceiling stalemate continues. I think, and, and we'll talk with uh, Nick Daniels, who's filling in for Jeremiah Bates. I have a funny feeling with what the stock market is doing this day, uh, this week so far, um, with it being down just a few hundred points here, h- two hundred h- points h- there, h- hovering. <laughs> yeah, has uh, a lot to do with the debt ceiling stalemate. Um, they're due to meet again today although neither side said any movement has been made, Mm. which you would kind of expect because they were supposed to meet on Friday and canceled that meeting, said, well, we'll have our staff still, they'll they'll still meet, and apparently their staff couldn't do anything uh, because we're still at the stalemate that we are at right now. Now, you think maybe this isn't as important as as we thought because uh, Biden leaves, uh, what, tomorrow? Tomorrow the day after for Japan for a mm-hmm. week. Gonna be kinda hard to have some face to face meetings when you're um in Japan for a week. Oh, yeah, unless somebody owns a phone. Well, except for here's here's the deal. You gotta remember. Yeah. He's eighty years old, he needs his naps, and you don't think he's gonna be up at two o'clock in the morning talking on the phone. When the rest, you know, the rest of the people he's talking to are on U.S. time and he's on Japanese time, which is what, 12 hours ahead? My guess is he'll make it happen somehow or somebody will. Uh, I would be willing to bet you anything. We don't have anything fixed by the time he gets home from Japan. Hmm. I'll be willing that that, 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 that is my th- th- prediction. That could, that could be true. Yeah, that's my prediction. I'm that's... just I'm just saying it's not
3: it's it's not impossible to talk to somebody just cuz they're in
2: Japan. He couldn't talk to people when he was here. How is he going to do it in Japan? <laughs> they canceled Friday's meeting. It's frustrating. I'm getting frustrated by it. Um and part of the reason is because it's costing me money. It is? Yeah. I have money in the stock market in my four hundred and one k, my retirement account. Continue, so, you know, the stock market to go would down. just find some other
3: reason to fall.
2: <laughs> well, it might, or it could find very, a reason to, to be going up. Very versatile. I heard a prediction this morning um, from an economist that says he thinks the Federal Reserve is done raising interest rates. they have had, <laughs> we have had twelve Kiss death. straight months. This of will never happen again. Consumer Price Index drops 12 straight months it's never happened in history which he said proves that they've kind of got a control on inflation and he predicts and we'll find out i guess next month or the month Uh after um when they meet again um he predicts that they're done raising interest rates he doesn't he doesn't see them dropping interest rates yet but he says he thinks that they're done raising interest rates which kind of hope that they are Yeah. people who want to uh purchase things, put it on your credit card, buy cars or things, houses, you know, you probably hope that they're done raising interest rates, but it remains you know, to be seen.
3: The, the, those rates, they do trickle down, you're right, in, into the uh, rates of other things, but essentially those are the rates at which banks you know can loan each other money, which they frequently do. The But it, it translates.
2: The other part of that is that we're starting to go into an election year, mm-hmm. and I don't care if Republicans are in charge of the White House or Democrats. It doesn't matter. They want well, to buddy, see it that. Be easy for you, they, they want to see <laughs> the. Price is going down sure, in an election year because yeah. they want the economy to be in good shape uh-huh. in an election year. They, if they can point to the Fed rate going down and interest rates are going down, also, um, as, that, that's as, why I think that you're going to see right. that next year. They're also. The White hey. House doing everything they can to make sure that interest rates are going down and not right. being raised by next year.
3: Also, they're all people, too, and they do buy things. So it's in their own best interest. Yeah, for but the- they
2: make hundreds of millions of dollars on the talk show circuit and giving speeches and insider trading on...
3: I can think of one talk show that uh, wouldn't pay them nearly
2: that much money. <laughs> yeah. Insider or, trading. Or any, really. <laughs> By the way, I do want to talk a little bit about this, because I personally believe this might be one of the signs of the apocalypse. What's that? Matt Getz, Getz and... Gates, uh, Gates. Gates and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yeah. Working together. <laughs> they
3: agreed on something.
2: They're not only agreed on... They're actually working together on it. That's one of the seven signs of the apocalypse, isn't it? I don't know how many are there. A way right and a way left person working on a bill together? What is going on with this country? The the
3: lions and the lambs No, that's a good thing. What was the cats and dogs? I I don't know. Anyway.
2: So they're working on... Something mentioned by Bill Murray. I I bring this up because it was something we were talking about when it comes to uh, stocks. And I think... People are frustrated by congressmen and people in government who al- are alleged to have done insider trading, mm-hmm. and just because they have knowledge before everybody else, and they say that that's not fair. And they're actually working on a bill that would make it illegal for congressmen to oh, yeah. trade in to trade in to, stocks, to, just stocks, to stocks to trade, while yeah. they're yeah while they are uh, serving as our representatives. Right.
3: right. Yeah. While they have uh, some control over what goes on, or at least. Uh, some influence they're not allowed to influence it right in on their own behalf
2: i mean Sweet. we'll talk a little bit about that that is that is kind of a, a good thing yeah i i agree i don't um maybe i'd have a different take if i was getting all that inside information and able to get, you make money off of it um, but it doesn't. No, it I'm sure. sure I'm sure your fair, strong right?
3: sense of ethics would come through in the end.
2: Oh, come on, everybody! Once or, you're elected, you is lose it, that, don't you? Or is it
3: come out the end? I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not. sure which.
2: Isn't that automatic? You get elected, and you you lose a lot of that. I uh, you no. Know, it seems automatic, but it probably there
3: probably <laughs> is still a little you know cognitive dissonance in somebody's mind.
2: A lot of today's show is going to have to do with money. Um, today is election day. Uh, we've got bond uh, and levy votes going on across. The uh, Treasure Valley. Bond. Um, the School bond. big The big one, of course, is half a billion dollars yeah. that West Ada School District is going to be voting on. Uh, I'm just curious what your thoughts are today. I used to live in West Ada. My kids went to school in West Ada. Uh-huh. And I just got to say, from my standpoint, I don't live there anymore, so it, I, I'm not voting on it. Um, you know, I, I would be hard-pressed just because of how much money it cost me in property taxes so we got a property tax rebate from the legislature this year and this pretty much wipes that out for west Ada. so
3: basically if you did live there you'd vote
2: no i would be voting no even though okay. i kind of think some of the schools do need it they kind of need to build some new schools but i i don't live in that district so hey i vote yes 208-336-3700 because you
3: know, it doesn't matter
2: pound 670 on your verizon wireless Fueling away way in Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Let's get our first check on sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go. Breakfast and lunch they are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get in today and find out why everybody is talking about Pork Belly.
4: Hockey is a pretty big deal in the Boise area right now, with the Idaho Steelheads advancing in the Kelly Cup playoffs once again, and a local team, if you will, in the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle Kraken in their first season, advancing to a big game seven against the Dallas Stars last night
5: on Aner who keep it going with the stick and then lift it out by Dallas 405 and counting giveaway here's hints he's in he scores Ropay Hints. late in the second period it's hints who draws first blood in game seven.
4: That was the first goal of the game, and the call on KTCK. That wouldn't be the only goal of the game, though.
5: Off of Tolvin and into the Dallas zone. Thomas Harley is there. And now Hanley. Alexiak kept it in the zone for Seattle. Puck underneath the Stars' end line. Worked over to Dodonov. He'll flip it all the way down the ice. First to it is Wyatt Johnston, and a backhand. He scores! Oh, my! What a shot! What a shot! Wyatt Johnston, upstairs, and with 7-12 left in the third period, how big is that? Makes it a 2-0 lead.
4: And that turned out to be the game winner. The Dallas Stars eliminate the Seattle Kraken with a 2-1 win in Game 7 last night. And that does set up a pretty good series in the Western Conference Finals. It'll be the Stars taking on the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: I'm Rick Worthington.
0: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Stay off the Boise River. River is still running fast, deep, and cold, and with weather warming up, City of Boise has once again had to reissue another warning to stay off the river. You would think at this point that we have told you enough. Boise Fire Department had to rescue a man who fell out of his tube on the river. The man was not wearing a life jacket and struggled to move on the cold, swift, moving water. He's lucky to be alive after falling into the river. On an inner tube. Okay, I, I don't know how people are missing the warnings. It's on television, it's in the newspaper, radio stations, the city of Boise, the fire department are all warning you to stay off the river.
3: They're missing because you just gave a list of things they don't pay attention to.
2: Earlier this month, a kayaker went missing on the Boise River after the city of Boise had posted a dangerous river condition notice. He completely either couldn't read or just ignored the warning. Went into the river, kayak was found, the body has not been found as of yet. Mm. Still. Anyone who enters the Boise River and has to be rescued will now be charged for their effort to rescue them, according to the new Boise River Float website launched by the city and Ada County. The new Boise River Float website has an interactive map
3: which shows users known hazards. So if you're in trouble on the river, you will be considered a victim, but not an innocent victim.
2: Exactly. Okay. This is, I guess, similar to like if you go camping. And you start a forest fire because you were an idiot. <laughs> and I'm sure there
3: are other ways, but yeah, I think most of them come yeah, from that.
2: Yeah, uh, if, if you are found to have been an idiot, you're going to pay for that forest fire. Well, this is the same thing, because every time the fire department has to go out on the river to risk uh, their lives to save someone, it costs a lot of money to do so. Plus, as I just mentioned, those firefighters are also risking their lives mm-hmm. to save you. Because you're an idiot. I can't put that any strong I mean, if you are sitting there and decide to float on an inner tube in the Boise River, you're an idiot at this point of the year. Yeah, well now.
3: I mean, you know, later in the year it'll seem like a sensible thing to do and other people will be doing it. Yeah, in August. That that time is not right
2: now. Boise River is flowing between six and sixty five hundred square feet. Mm Mm-hmm. When you are allowed to float and the Boise River opens for floating season, which will be in either July or August this year, depending on how high the river flow is going. It'll be slightly under 6,000? Yeah, it'll be between 800 cubic feet per second and 1,000 cubic feet per second. That is slightly under 6,000. So over 5,000 cubic feet per second, less than it is right now. That's why you're an idiot if you get into the river, plus the fact that by then, the water will be about 30 degrees warmer than it is right now. Right. Which, if you jump into water this cold, your body goes into hypothermia in about two to three minutes, and your body just, you're not able to move. You're not able to so react. So there's
3: really n- nothing but downsides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're
2: not, it's too cold to cool down, and you're going to freeze your body goes into what is called cold shock. And Mm -hmm. that was what happened to the person who decided to get in their inner tube. Thought it would be a good idea.
3: So, once again... It's it's not that it's a bad hobby. It's a good hobby. It's not that it's not fun. It is. It's just not something you want to do in May. Stay off the river or you
2: get to pay for it.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are your news talk on KDOI. 634
2: this Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. And as usual, you can be a part of the show by participating. Our phone lines are always open at this time of the morning. 208-336-3700. Toll free from wherever you might be listening. 1-800-529-5264. And that could be really anywhere because AM is still in your car radio. <laughs> Talked so, about that yesterday. So far. Um, we did get some more emails in. It was kind of crazy how many people absolutely still love their AM and don't want it out of their car. Mm -hmm. Um, Idaho Boy writes in, uh, like, the decision to even try to make electric vehicles a dominant vehicle, the decision to remove AM is uninformed, unintelligent, and lacking common sense. There is still a reason AM is still around.
3: But again, it's the car companies themselves that uh, are considering it or planning to do it.
2: Here's the thing. You want to, you want to show how badly you don't like this. If everybody stops buying the car and the specific reason is because it doesn't have an AM radio, do you know how quickly those car dealers or, or those car companies are going to change and say, well, we need, if they're not buying cars because it doesn't have an AM radio, we need to put yeah. an AM radio in. There we go. Um, I wonder question. how many people
3: would boycott a car company because they don't have an AM radio, <laughs> it
2: though. Depends on how crappy the car is. <laughs> I can sit here and say, I am boycotting all electric vehicles because they're not putting yeah. AM radios. Oh, that sounds great, except for the fact I have no plans to buy an electric vehicle anytime in the near future. Maybe not in like my get, lifetime.
3: I, get, I like to get real self-righteous and say, you know, there's a reason I don't own a Ferrari. It's because <laughs> of their politics. Yes,
2: exactly. Exactly. Uh, same with Lamborghini uh, no name on this one text message what about the clear channel AM or is that even still a thing civil defense radio on AM would the government then require AM radios in autos clear channel AMs are still a thing KBOI is Is a clear channel AM that's correct that's why you can pick us up right now across the border in Canada why we get calls from truckers that are coming up over the top of the mountains in Seattle six hours away because we're a clear channel funniest, AM. It
3: was one of the funniest, funniest calls years ago. A guy called and he says, I got a complaint about your signal. He says, I always lose it when I'm making that last approach to Seattle.
2: Let us work on that for yeah. you. We'll get right on that.
3: If only there were a Seattle radio station.
2: Keep it. Well, I mean, politics is probably going to be a little different. Just saying.
3: No, um, they, they, have, they have conservative stations in Seattle. They actually do quite well.
2: Do they? Yeah. wonder why. Well, I, it,
3: it, you try to pigeonhole everybody. Not everybody who lives in Seattle is a flaming liberal.
2: I know. they In moved, the same way that not here. everybody who lives in Idaho
3: <laughs> is, uh, you know, is a Republican or right-wing or whatever you want to
2: call them. 208-336-3700. There, there are a
3: variety of people everywhere.
2: Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you want to weigh in. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com listen to kboi
0: online go to kboi.com and click the listen live button now back to mike
1: casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on
2: news talk kboi 642 concert season is in full swing and with proof we've got a outdoor concert a stadium concert Second ever at Albertson Stadium. is going to be happening coming up this weekend. We have tickets to Luke Combs for you. Sold out show. Uh, You have a chance to win your tickets coming your way this morning. Keep listening. Before 10, we will give you that chance to win those tickets. We've got tickets today, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. So if you want to see Luke Combs and you don't want to pay triple, quadruple, or five times the ticket price that they went for sale for because you have to pay a scalper, then keep listening here to News Talk KBOI, and we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets once again. That'll be coming up before 10 this morning. We'll tell you how to win coming up here shortly. Uh, also winning this morning, another round uh, of uh, Bonefish Grill gift certificates. $50 gift certificate up for grabs with Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Which also a reminder, Bonefish Grill will be the sweet deal of the week coming up here this coming Friday. So if you want to take advantage, and these this is one of those that goes really fast. So whatever it takes for you to set a reminder, whether it be on your phone or an email reminder, whatever, before 9 o'clock, be ready to go to KBOI.com. Click on that Sweet Deal link. This is one of those that usually sell out well under five minutes. And Bonefish Grill, very popular in downtown Boise. Great food. So if you want to get that, take advantage. Friday morning, KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deal link. You can also click on the Sweet Deal link right now. There are other sweet deals that are available you don't have to wait for friday for but this particular one will go on sale friday and of course we also have the 50 dollars bonefish grill we'll give you the casper and chris damn near possible question coming up here in just about seven or eight minutes so you can start working on that this morning and uh, we'll give that away at about 8 20 Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Don't forget, you want to uh, get to Pork Belly and get yourself a hot cup of coffee. Maybe you like iced coffee a little bit better or one of their other beverages. And maybe you don't have a lot of time to get out of your car and get in for breakfast. Uh, you don't have to get out of your car any longer. They've got the all-new coffee drive through at Pork Belly in CUNA. It opens up the same time the restaurant does, 15 minutes from right now. So stop in. Don't even have to get out of your car to enjoy your coffee.
4: The Seattle Mariners have been playing 500 balls so far this season and looking to get over 500 for the first time in a while, taking on a very difficult Red Sox squad last night. Here's the
5: pitch on the way, swinging a well-hit ball deep to right field by Cal. Down the line she goes and goodbye baseball. Cal Raleigh with a two-run home run here at Fenway and it gives the Mariners a 2-0 lead. Over the Red Sox, number six on the year for Cal.
4: The call on Cairo Radio as Cal Raleigh got the hit started.
5: Game one of only six switch hitters in the history of the Mariners to hit home runs from both sides of the plate. In a game, here's a swing and a drive. Deep to center field. Going back, looking up, tap in. this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Into the center field bleachers. you Haneo Suarez with a two-run drive. And it's now the Mariners 7 and the Red Sox 1.
4: And the Mariners would go on to beat the Red Sox by a score of 10-1. to Now that's good news for the Mariners, who are back over five hundred for the first time in a while. They're 21 wins and 20 losses, and still just four games back of the first-place Texas Rangers in the American League West. If you want to see a monster home run, look no further than what Shohei Ohtani did last night. He obliterated this baseball. Here's the pitch on Shohei, swings and hits a high drive, well hit into right center
5: field, and that ball is way out of here.
6: Shohei Ohtani connects a three-run homer, and the Angels have taken a 7-4 lead here in the fourth.
4: Shohei Ohtani's home run was well over 450 feet. By the way, he was also on the mound last night as the Angels beat the Orioles by a score. Of nine to five. I'm Rick Worthington, the Seattle Mariners.
1: I've home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 6.58, thanks for listening in and being a part of the show. Remember, you can even be more of a part of the show. Looking for your input today, it is uh, Election Day. Uh, Canyon County, Ada County, various different counties throughout the state will be going to the polls to vote on bond levies. I uh, want to get your thoughts. Uh, we've talked a lot about the big levy going on uh the 500 million dollar west ada school district levy um your thoughts on that levy also i mean canyon county valley View school district has a 2 million dollar levy that they're voting on it seems almost paltry compared to 500 million doesn't it uh yeah
3: well yeah
2: well uh you go to? you don't have to give your name on this will you go to the polls and vote Yes, on those today. Uh, go ahead and weigh in. Also coming up here this morning, our Casper and Chris Dan, Near Impossible Question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, for 208-888-4128. It's the number you need to know for all your real estate needs. Our question today, this crop is the most valuable crop in the world. It provides more nutrients per farmed acre than any other crop in the world. What is it? If you know the answer, stick around. You can get a $50 gift certificate once again for free food this morning.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, Play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield
3: of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning.
7: Good morning.
2: All right, doctor, are going to start off with a uh, public health emergency. Now, although Thursday of last week came and went like every other day for a lot of us, it was kind of a big deal from a public health perspective with the formal end of the national COVID-19 public health emergency. Was the three-year-long emergency declaration really all that impactful for most people?
7: Well, I think it was in large measure. It, it, did, a, it did a few things, um, you know, certainly that impacted not only how healthcare was regulated, but how it was financed and delivered. Um, it certainly gave the federal government flexibility in waiving certain rules that affected health care across different lines of business, including Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurance. Um, and it gave, you know, free access to testing for COVID, vaccines for COVID, and ultimately treatment.
3: What are some of the big post-emergency changes that uh, people might still notice?
7: So the free COVID tests, for example, um, that many receive do not have to be covered by private insurers or Medicare anymore. Um, In addition, vaccines will no longer be required to be covered, although many will because they'll fall under the preventive health benefit. Um, Medicare, in fact, will still cover vaccines, but Medicaid no longer will has to cover necessarily vaccines, tests, or treatment for those that are uninsured. And federal employees, contractors, and international air travels will not be required to be vaccinated.
2: Any other changes or carryover benefits that our listeners should know about?
7: Well, a couple things. You know, we, we've gotten used to reports on the, the number of COVID cases. So um, effectively, the tracking, the community level tracking that will not have to be reported anymore. Um, telehealth flexibilities that many people have used um, during the pandemic, um, which allow for things like prescription medicines to be um, given, will actually be extended, however.
3: Shifting gears a bit, we've all heard stories warning about the hazards of youth spending too much time online, but apparently regular Internet use can be beneficial for uh, older folks. How so?
7: Yeah, so there's a new study that older adults who routinely use the Internet for things like keeping in touch with friends or family, making purchases, searching for information, travel, you know, we all use it for, um, might actually be more protected from dementia, which we think has to do just that navigating, that that engaging um, really helps booster things like language, ability, memory, and our thought processing.
2: Beyond spending time online, uh, is there anything else that we can be doing to keep our minds sharp and our bodies healthy as we age?
7: Well, this, this is a 20-year-long 20 20 study, actually, so, and it shows that we may be able to reduce our risk of cognitive decline by you know other key lifestyle habits. Staying socially engaged, for example, getting physical activity, even edu- educating ourselves, Um, taking care of our heart, and of course, as I've said many times, before getting enough sleep. Um, And it's really never too late to incorporate these healthy habits into our lives. Well, that is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr.
3: Dan Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thanks, guys.
1: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: I did not see any police officer or other employee here in this agency treat people poorly because of their race.
4: And that is what Boise Police Chief Ron Weininger told us two days ago. But what did the rank-and-file officers tell an independent investigation team about racism in the department? That's the question. Oh, we're about to find out the answer. Back in November, racist comments by a retired BPD captain became public, and the city launched an investigation into that officer's career and to find out if racism was a systemic problem within the agency. They set aside half a million dollars to pay for a DC law firm to look into it, but the money ran out before the investigation was complete. But what they found out so far is about to be unveiled publicly. Boise Mayor Lauren McClain told Joe Paris what she knows about the report, which actually isn't much yet.
8: Just today we actually confirmed with the independent investigator that he will be zooming into the city council work session on Tuesday to present And what he's done and what he's found.
2: This is a completely independent investigation. You haven't seen it. You'll see it on Tuesday at the same time as as everyone else. It is kind of surprising, isn't it, that no one has seen anything in this report as of yet, which I don't have a problem with. I I think that's the way it should be, that the leaders, city leaders, should get to view this and hear this at the same time everybody else does.
3: So, Boise, in in that regard, reminds me of Washington, D.C. I mean, we can be eagerly awaiting a report, and yet no one will ever see it.
2: (laughs) Well, we will see it because it's going to be released today in a work session with city council. Yeah. And we've we've spent actually more than half a million dollars. um, There was another $150,000 in that budget that was approved beyond the $500,000 budget. So $650,000 has been spent already on the investigation. I don't know if I'm cynical or what. I feel like I'm a little cynical. I, I, I
3: think you'll do till cynical comes along.
2: I, I think I'm a little cynical where I hope I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but it would be a surprise to me, not a shock, but a surprise where you, you give an investigation, $650,000 to investigate racism, and they come back and say, hey, we spent $650,000. Guess what? We didn't find any racism whatsoever. That's the cynical side of me saying that right. I don't think there's any way that that's going to happen because you would just admit, well, oh, we spent a lot of money to find nothing.
3: So basically, you'd get the same results if you took the six hundred and fifty, what was it, thousand? Yeah, and and just lit it on fire. Basically, yeah. Or <laughs> put it in the bank and pretended to uh, investigate.
2: I hope I, I hope I'm I'm correct. I really do, but there's just that little cynicism in me. You know, that goes, hey, we're a law firm. We're investigating. We got to find something. We're taking over half a million dollars in city and, and you taxpayers do. money we gotta you, find you,
3: something you do have to find something it's like i used to say when the consultants would come to town and people would say oh i hope they don't change anything and i'd say why would a consultant change anything <laughs> i mean aren't consultants paid to come to town and go you guys are nothing. really good <laughs> give,
2: now give me my check um, i wouldn't you, change a thing let me have my money your predictions what do you think you think systemic racism is going to be found in the boise police department this all goes back to Former Boise police officer Bingleson, Bingles, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody can, anybody can really deny, based on some of his tweets and what he took part in, that you can't say he wasn't racist, right, to a certain extent?
3: Uh, to a certain extent,
2: sure. Yeah. Um, but does that mean the rest of the police department is? We'll, we'll find out later today. We'll keep you updated on that when that report comes out. Right now, it's time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. You can uh, head to Pork Belly now. They are officially open for breakfast, as they are every day at 7 o'clock. Get in and find out why so many people are saying that some of the best food you can find in CUNA, in I highly suggest you try out the one-inch thick chicken fried steak. I'm not kidding. It's the thickest chicken fried, best chicken fried steak mm-hmm. I've ever tasted. Try it out for yourself today at Pork Belly in CUNA.
4: How will you watch NFL games this season? Those who have direct TV have been probably buying the NFL season ticket for quite a while now. Well, that's not the best place to watch football during the playoffs as it turns out. The NFL taking another big step into streaming by putting one of their playoff games exclusively on a digital platform for the first time. The league and NBC Universal announced yesterday that the Saturday night game on Wild Card Weekend will only be available on Peacock. Peacock exclusive game on January 13th will start around 6.15 local. The game will be broadcast on NBC stations in markets of those two teams. It will also be available on mobile devices through the NFL Plus package. It will be preceded by the late afternoon playoff game on NBC and Peacock that will kick off at, let's see, that's 2.30 in the afternoon local time. Terms of the agreement have not been disclosed, but the Wall Street Journal is reporting it's a one-year deal with the league receiving about $110 million overall. For NFL fans, this isn't the first time you've been asked to stream games through the Internet. Of course, last season, Thursday night games were exclusively on Amazon Prime.
1: I'm Rick Worthington. I'm for the Morning Market Report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
1: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise.
2: 723, Jeremiah Bates out for a few days. Nick Daniels uh, filling in all three of the indexes here about uh, seven minutes ahead of the opening are down. Dow is down over 100 points. Um, Might have something to do with uh, Home Depot reporting earnings, right?
9: Yeah, you know, it just might. Uh, yesterday, we talked about that manufacturing survey, and I think we were the only ones in the nation, and I'll be honest, I was a little bit boring yesterday, and the markets thought so yesterday as well, as there was really nothing happening on Monday. Today is going to be a different story. Home Depot reported their worst uh, sales estimate in 20 years. They missed their their sales estimate, and that was a big deal. Earnings per share were a little bit better than expected by two cents per share, but their overall sales missed by a wide margin, over a billion dollars, and that is bringing the markets down. Now, Home Depot is carries a lot of weight within the Dow Jones averages. Um, they carry almost twice the weight of Walmart, so that's why we're really seeing oh, wow. futures slip. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, we're going to see, I would expect to see the S and P 500 drop as well today because they are a component of that index as well. Um, it's just, it's a big deal because companies like, like Home Depot, you're going to see Lowe's slip just out of sympathy, right? Because they are also the same type of, uh, hardware store, right? You're going to see them slip as well today, but Lowe's Home Depot, Target's going to report tomorrow. Walmart's going to report Thursday, these companies are indicators of what the average US household is is doing as far as where they're spending their money. Are they buying lumber? Are they doing home improvements? All of these things. And when we see sales not meet expectations, it is definitely a major indicator that wow, the US households are not spending money in the places that we thought they were going to spend money. So when you is see it, them Is
2: it an indicator of the R word possibly? <laughs> <laughs> Not going to ah! say, say it. Recession? I'll say it. Don't say it. Come on. You know, you know what's,
9: what's worse, ignoring the elephant in the room or just admitting there's an elephant I in the room? I thought it was
2: like Beetlejuice. If you say it three times, it's going to happen.
9: Well, I only said it like once. Okay. Okay. But no, it's just – it is. It's an indicator. You know, this is we, – we all know things are tough right now. It's definitely very difficult. And now we – honestly, I think it's going to put – hopefully it puts even more pressure on our – on our legislators to actually get some sort of debt ceiling deal done they they always do it they always kick the can down the road but let's see them finally be grown-ups do whatever they got to do so at least that is out of the way because the markets are really not liking the uncertainty right yeah
2: now. all right uh looking like we're going to be opening down across the board here we'll uh get an update in a little bit and then uh are you back Tomorrow, one more day, or do we have... Uh... Uh, I
9: am going to be here all this week and Monday and Tuesday of next week.
2: Wow. Man, yeah. Jeremiah, what, he'd travel across the world or something, I guess, huh?
9: <laughs> you know what? That is, he's one of the hardest working dudes I know, so when he takes a vacation, he takes a good one, and I am happy for him.
2: All right, then we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning again.
9: Sounds good. Broadcasting from the Empire Title
1: Studios, we are news talk on KBOI.
2: Today, we are broadcasting from the uh, Empire Title Studios, Fridays, not so much, Fridays we head out and we join you for breakfast, this week we are headed to Star, Canyon County, we're headed your way again, coming up this coming Friday morning. We're going to be headed for the first time ever. Well, for me, it's my first time ever. Chris, uh, I know, has been there, but we have never broadcast live. I've been there 30 years ago, but yes, I've been there. We're going to be at the Star Country Cafe coming up here this coming Friday morning from six until 10. This is one of those restaurants that does open at six in the morning. So All if right. you want to come on out for breakfast, you don't have to wait till seven when the doors open, standing there going open, open, open. You just <laughs> come on in beginning at six o'clock if you want. Um, one of the uh, people that are going to be stopping by for breakfast, Mayor Trevor Chadwick, uh, will be stopping by and he not only will be stopping by for breakfast, found out that, uh, he starts his Friday Uh, having breakfast with the uh, police and fire chief there every Friday morning at 6 o'clock. So he's already going to be there when we start. We're due to talk with him coming up after 7 o'clock, talk about what's going on in uh, the city of Star. I know they have a new golf course. Well, they have buildings coming to houses, but I only am concerned about the golf course. Um, what is the name of said golf course? I, I'm not quite sure if they have huh. a, even a name going for it yet. This is a part of a uh, planned community with over 1,000 new houses. The golf course will be the first thing that is built. Thank you very much.
3: Otherwise, they'd have
2: two thousand new houses possibly uh anyway we'll talk about growth in uh, star specifically a lot of people love the area a lot of people moving there um you know you can tell that because of the new planned community that is uh, coming to the star area so anyway he will be there breakfast had a chance to look at the menu this is one of those typical cafes um when it comes to uh the uh, cafe so uh come on in and uh, join us oh somebody just pointed out i guess star cafe is in ada county i apologize It's really close to Canyon County. Middleton. That's, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Canyon yeah, County. Middleton's Canyon County Star. Yeah, there's. Right. Star there's data. in between those. I didn't is, even hear you say that.
3: I was apparently having my <laughs> quiet time over here. Uh,
2: yeah. So I, I apologize. I missed that by uh, about a quarter of a mile, I believe. Uh, but we'll be there. Come on out and join us. We'd love to meet you. Plus, uh, we might have a surprise or two for giveaways coming up this Friday morning. Once again, six to ten. It's a hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing at Star Country Cafe.
1: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
2: Election Day. Polls will be opening coming up in about 17 minutes. Open until 8 o'clock tonight. A lot of counties in the state of Idaho will be going to the polls today, voting on bond levies, one of those big ones, the biggest in the state. $500 $500 million, West Ada School District Levy. Taking your phone calls and emails and your thoughts on this uh, once again this morning. You ready to pay extra money? Talking about around $87 per $100,000 of assessed value on a home. Right. So if you had the average price in uh, West Ada is about $500,000. That's the average home price, so you would be paying about close to $500 extra per year on your property taxes. Pretty much kind of wipes out your property tax rebate we got back from the well, yeah, uh, legislature this year, doesn't it? I
3: believe you are correct.
2: That's a problem I would have with it, and I don't live in Aida, West Ada School District any longer. I, I used to, um, but that that's the one thing, and I realize that, With the growth, there are more schools needed. There are schools, you know, that also need to be remodeled, updated. It's a lot of money to pay. Mm -hmm. $500 million.
3: When it comes to schools, you can't just build something and then, you know, not fund its maintenance.
2: We'll talk a little bit more about this. This, by the way, is not the only bond levy here in the Treasure Valley. Um, you've got them going on throughout the Treasure Valley. If you want to check out uh, voteidaho.gov, you can find out where your polling places are. Uh, West Ada School District website is wasd.com. You can uh, check on the information, what the money goes for. Uh, coming up, there is some good news uh, as it comes to, as we we're talking about, property tax rebate. Idaho State Revenues, beat april's forecast which means you could have more money for property tax cuts we'll talk about that and how to pay for new schools as idaho grows cuna may have come up with an idea that's asking developers to volunteer money and it's working We'll talk about that and more coming up here on the way right now. A final check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Best breakfast and lunch in CUNA is at Pork Belly, downtown CUNA. Yeah, eager, eager to prove it to you. Chef Ollie is there every single day. Check out their Facebook for daily specials. And if you want to check out their delicious menu, you can go to com.
4: We've got some information on the Idaho Steelheads that wasn't available yesterday. Of course, the Idaho Steelheads advanced in the Kelly Cup playoffs after they defeated the Allen Americans over the weekend. So game one of the ECHL Western Conference Finals. The Idaho Steelheads will take on the Toledo Walleye. Games one and two will be in Boise this Saturday and Sunday. Game one will be at 710 PM on Saturday at uh, Idaho Central Arena. Game two will be on Sunday. That game will start at 4.10 p.m. Games three, four, and five will be played in Toledo, Ohio. Games six and seven would be back here in Boise. So again, Saturday will be the first game between the Idaho Steelheads and the Toledo Walleye. Game 1 will start at 7.10 p.m. on Saturday. And by the way, tickets are available right now if you want to go to the games on Saturday or Sunday here in Boise. You could do that through the Steelheads website, IdahoSteelheads.com. And speaking of hockey, hockey fans here in the Pacific Northwest have been rooting for the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season. They took the Stars to Game 7 last night. Didn't turn out well for the Kraken, though. They lost by a score of two to one and have been eliminated. The Stars will take on the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Finals. I'm Rick Worthington.
1: Tonight at ten, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Local elections are coming up on Tuesday, and there's a huge levy on the ballot for the West Ada School District. The district is asking
4: for $500 million over a 10-year span, $50 million a year. The money would go toward building new schools to address growth and updating current schools. News Channel 7's Abby Davis joins us now. And, Abby, some people think this plant facilities levy is too big of an ask.
10: Well, Doug, the district says that this levy is a better option right now than a bond because you don't have to pay interest on levies. But some communities are, some community members, excuse me, are still concerned about the high price tag. Some of West Data's schools need fixing up.
2: We need to have new roofs put on. We need new air conditioning units. We have instructional areas that need to be improved.
10: But West Data School District Superintendent Derek Bubb says those improvements cost a lot of money. So they proposed a $500 million plant facilities levy. Voters will decide its fate on Tuesday.
2: There's already been some early voting going on, some absentee voting going on.
10: If passed, the district would get $50 million every year for the next 10 years. Bub says the money would go toward fixing rundown schools and building new ones to keep up with the growing number of students.
2: Interesting debate. Yesterday on the Nate Shellman show, uh, you had people weighing in on the pros and people weighing in on the uh, cons, on what they thought about the uh, levy. If you want to listen to that, go to KBY.com, click on the uh, podcast. Kind of interesting. By the way, that's that's the biggest in the state. It's also a big ask for West Ada School District. (laughs) It's not the only thing that uh, they're voting on. They also have Meridian Library Boards and CUNA Library Boards that we voted on. You also have uh CUNA Library District trustee looking for a six-year term uh, on that. And then you have a four-year term and a six-year term for the Meridian Library District. No, You know, you, you've yeah. had a lot of talk about the Meridian Library recently. Here's your chance to be on the board if you, you know, not Are be concerned. on the board, but uh, vote about for the person any, that you About want. any of their issues. Yeah. Then you, of course, also have the West Ada are the West Boise Sewer and Water Districts, um, vote on, uh, people to sit on those districts, uh, Eagle Sewer and Water, Star Sewer and Water District, Greater Boise Auditorium District, and, uh, Boise Warm Springs Water District. Those are things that you're going to be voting on once again for, uh, Aida County, and there are votes going on throughout the state once again. Um, if you want to check out all the information, vote, uh, idahovotes.gov. Uh, you've got Canyon County, uh, also election bond levy elections, uh, also going on, uh, there. Uh, text message in this morning, uh, our homes are overvalued right now. Will this levy lock in at its current assessment level and not adjust up or down each year? Uh, I can answer that. No. That never happens. As a first responder and single parent, I can afford the 13, or I cannot afford the uh, $13 million this will cost my property and my house artificially tripled in value because of influx from out-of-state debt. Now, I don't know if you gave us the wrong, is your house worth $13 million? I cannot afford the $13 million this will cost my property and my house.
3: And is it? Is there a lot of land around it, or is it somewhat palatial? I'm
2: wondering, if your property is worth $13 million, I think you can afford it. (laughs) Am I wrong? Maybe you're just house poor? I, I think you may have missed a digit. There is, is possibly says, I'm about taxed out of my house and I love kids. I love to save them for a living, but I can't be taxed this much. I feel we are being punished for our homes jumping in value and they've fallen in value too. Mm-hmm. Will this at least adjust down next year when the assessor makes her correction? It could. Sure, it could,
3: they always lower it.
2: But it might not. It hasn't lowered very often. It has, but it hasn't happened very often. 208 336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break uh, here for you. Um, coming up, you got uh, gift certificate. We're going to give away. We'll tell you how you won that.
0: Nick. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. Statewide election
4: this year is coming up on Tuesday. One thing voters in Canyon County will be deciding is a $78 million bond for the Valley View School District. District leaders say they need the funding to alleviate overcrowding across the district. News Channel 7's Jude Binkley spoke with Valley View leaders about what this money would cover. Jude? Well, Doug, this bond would
5: be used to help overcrowding at six of the District's seven elementary schools. Right now, the district is using portable classrooms to help hold all of the students that they they have. And to help alleviate that problem, the, the bond would build two new elementary schools, one on the east side of the district and one on the west side. Now, this bond would also renovate Valley View High School and East Canyon Elementary with new roofs and HVAC systems. The district told me the current roof on the high school is 27 years old, past its warranty, and leaks are starting to ruin the inside of the building. Valley View High would also get a new boiler system. District officials say one of their boilers has broken down, and they can't order replacement parts for the other boiler system because it's so old, and they don't make those parts anymore. If that boiler shuts down, the district wouldn't have anything to keep the building warm, and pipes could freeze, which could impact the quality of students' education.
2: Come on, if it's cold, kids can just wear more coats. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, why not? Uh, teach them how to light a fire, thaw out the water pipes. Mm-hmm. These are some of the uh, issues that you're voting on today. Just want to make it fully aware. Polls are open. It is eight oh eight. They'll be open until eight o'clock tonight. Remember, if you don't vote, you can't. Bitch. Prediction time, West Ada. You and I neither neither one live in the West Ada district. True. I no longer live there. All right. Predictions. Going to pass? No. $500 million. I don't think it will. I don't think it's going to be close, personally. That's my, I, I, don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. I just, I think people at this point asking for $500 million where the economy is right now with so many questions, um, even with the fact that the legislature gave a property tax. Oh, I'll turn it into. The- I, I think people are thinking, I got just got a property tax rebate from the government, and now I'm going to give it all back in one I'll, one year.
3: I'll, I'll turn it into two questions. Do I think they need the money? Probably. Do I think they're going to get it? No.
2: Do you think if it wasn't such a big ask that maybe they would get more?
3: Maybe. Well, <laughs> if they asked for less, they'd get less. If they I mean, got if
2: if would they would other, Yeah. W- would they would they get more votes so if yeah. if they
3: weren't asking for nearly as much money? Probably.
2: Um. Here is some good news. Idaho State. Uh, Revenues beat forecasts during the most important tax month of the year, which is April, when most of taxes are paid, and it could leave the state with an extra $10.3 million for even more property tax reductions, as long as revenues meet or beat forecasts during the next two months, according to the state budget chief. If revenues hit the forecast for May and June, the state would end the fiscal year, June 30th, with a balance of about $426 million that's 10.3 million more than legislators were expecting when they set the upcoming fiscal year's budget back during the legislative session. Idaho's fiscal year calendar runs through July 1st or from July 1st to June 30th. That means the 2023 fiscal year will end on June 30th. Legislators already know what will happen with the money at the end of the 2023 fiscal year. When they were setting the budget for the upcoming year, legislators anticipated the state would end 2023 fiscal year with a balance of about $416 million. That money will be carried over into 2024. However, anything over the amount up to $50 million is automatically swept into the homeowner property tax account as part of the Idaho legislature's new property tax cut law. Any surplus between $50 million and $150 million would be split between the school district fund and additional property tax cuts. So as of right now, the good news is there's going to be an additional $10.3 million to be spread around for everybody in the state for even more property tax cuts. That's good news. We talked with the governor just last week and asked him if we were headed for another budget surplus, and he said the state was doing very good. He thought that that was what was going to happen. Sure enough, it did.
3: He seemed reluctant to say because he didn't want to predict anything uh, too specific, especially if it comes out much better than he thought.
2: Yeah, but it's looking now, according to the uh, state, that we are going to beat forecasts. The budget surplus is going to be bigger than expected, which means even more money that we're going to get in property tax reductions this year. I don't know how much that $10.3 million, I mean, it's split through all property tax owners. I don't know how much that ends up being, but it's better than poking the eye with a stick, right? Uh, sure, a lot of things are. Jerry and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
11: Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks. Uh, uh, today's election day, as you're as you're talking about, People need to go out and vote. This is going to be a traditionally low turnout election, and that's what the school district is counting on. So uh, they've lowered the threshold on this $500 million. So if people don't go out and vote, like you said, don't complain about it. The things I want to point out is that uh, yesterday on Nate's show, they uh, admitted to not properly managing the COVID money that they got, uh, which was $50 million, now they want to uh, trust uh, they want us to trust them to manage five hundred million dollars uh, and also uh, it was not very much reported but the ADA County uh, uh, prosecuting attorney had to force them to take down their campaign videos that the district put up that was uh, paid for with taxpayer dollars to promote the levy uh, according to the interpretation of state law by the prosecuting attorney and the, uh, they got away with it for two months, but at least uh, uh, at least they, they did get caught, thanks to uh, Representative Mike Boyle. Um, their, their, their campaign has been totally deceptive all along. We can't trust them with $500 million. They've got to get out and vote no.
2: All right. Thank you for your thoughts, Jerry. Appreciate it. Um, no name on this one, obviously, uh, because um, they're kind of stupid in their comment. Sorry, I I just have to say it. I love that your station covers one side of the school levy, kind of like a propagandist radio station would. Where's the opposing side giving their opinion? Wouldn't surprise me, since it's Ada County, that they ask for money, siphon off most of it, and use it fraudulently for next year's election.
3: Which side did we cover?
2: Not quite sure. We're just being accused of only covering one side. Even after numerous times this morning... Telling you that there was a debate live on the Nate Shellman show yesterday, which you can still hear and listen for yourself in your own time on the Nate Shellman podcast. They had pros and cons. Both sides were looked at yesterday extensively. I'm sorry you missed it. I'm sorry you don't listen enough to know that it happened. And I don't even know what you're saying about, you know, which side that we're covering.
3: I, what i said about the money was they probably do need it most school districts could use more but they probably will not get what they're asking for i think that people will end up more than uh more than will vote yes we'll vote no
2: chris you're a propagandist you're just covering one side well yeah that's true cj writes in wording on the west Ada ballot county ballot seems purposely designed to obfuscate the total cost it never mentions the total cost of the levy but says 50 million a year for 10 years i okay i'm sorry if you can't mm. add 50 million or <laughs> multiply 10? 50 million times 10 um you got problems or i mean 50 times 10 is 500 500, Yeah, yeah. it's $500 million. It's kind of like saying a car is only $29,999. I'd wager if people knew how the money was spent, school system would get less money. It should be the law that they have to disclose every year a public itemization via email or snail mail of spending. I'm voting no right now. Schools are black hole until proven otherwise. There's another no vote, and they -hmm. they feel rather strongly, it sounds like.
3: most of the schools I know actually use their money fairly efficiently
2: um no name on uh this one says uh mike glad you're talking about the vote today but let's start focusing on the fact this same school district talking west ada here just got in trouble for violating election laws with the video they got caught making it was on the app for maybe a half an hour and then disappeared the voting public needs to be aware just how dishonest west ada is towards their voters voting no today oh it says that's from jeff sorry i didn't see your name jeff
3: Two Dogs says uh, one of the selling points on the levy is that another one is coming off, and this one would replace it. So no real appreciable increase uh, in overall tax impact.
2: Is that true, though? I mean, because the information website says that it would cost an additional about $84, was it 84 uh, yeah, it's, or $87 it's probably not, it's probably per, not even per $100,000 of assessed value is there that $84 a month going off the assessed value with the other bond that will be paid off?
3: Don't know. I don't, I don't know. No, yeah. I
2: don't know 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, the most important thing to know is today is Election Day. If you uh, want to vote, if you want to have a say, make sure you get to the polls. They opened up 17 minutes ago. We'll be open up until 8 o'clock tonight. Of course, we'll uh, cover... The uh, results coming up here on News Talk KBOI. As the results come in tomorrow morning, we'll have all those results. Stick around. Coming up here next, if you're tired of uh, tax increases and paying taxes, uh, we can give you something for free. It's not a lot. It's $50 worth of free food, though. Bonefish Grill, Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question coming up next. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill can be yours if you can answer our question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the Global Network. And the number one phone number to know when it comes to your real estate needs is 208-888-4128. Mike, great name, by the way. You're going to get first crack at our question today. Try to pick yourself up a $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Mike, this crop is the most valuable crop in the world. Not the most expensive, doesn't bring in the most money necessarily, but it provides more nutrients per farmed acre than any other crop. What is that crop? Soybean. That is not it. That's a good guess. Not it, though. Keep trying, Mike. Uh, Ben, this crop, most valuable crop in the world, what is it?
10: Well, from Idaho, I'm going to say potatoes.
2: A little more specific. What type of Uh potatoes? Potatoes. Russet. Russet no. is not it. Keep trying. Good, good guess, guess, though. 208 uh, 336 Ryan, this crop is the most valuable crop in the world. Provides more nutrients per farmed acre than any other crop. What is it? I was going to say potatoes. Um, I didn't know it was a specific type, but I'll say uh, <laughs> spud. Spud? <laughs> that would be potatoes, but yeah, uh, very good guess. That is not not it uh ken by the way these these last two guesses have got you on the right track ken crop is most valuable crop in the world provides more nutrients per farmed acre than any other crop what is it
6: i was gonna say red potatoes
2: red potatoes is not it. jordan what is the crop most valuable crop in the world
7: is this for me? Yes. For Jordan?
2: Yes, Jordan. Uh, sweet potatoes. Sweet, sweet potatoes! potatoes. see, that's why we couldn't uh, accept russet. Calorically. Or just plain potatoes. Sweet potato is actually a mm-hmm. Yes, All it right. is grown in Idaho. And uh, I smell it when I drive home by the uh, <laughs> factory in Napa uh, every day. <laughs> it smells so good. It smells like money. Hey, congratulations, Jordan. You have a $50 mm-hmm. gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Once again, hang on the awesome. line. We'll get some information uh, information from you um, and enjoy your dinner. We've got uh, more gift certificates to give away all this week here at News Talk KBOI. Uh, I just wanted, before we go to break here, I just wanted to get this because uh, same person wrote in about co- we don't cover both sides of the issue. And it says, why is it when I say you don't cover both sides of any issue, you point me to Nate? Most days I don't listen to Nate. All right, let me make this as plain as I possibly can for you. You don't have to listen to Nate Shulman to get both sides of the issue. It is on his podcast, kboi.com. It's a KBOI podcast. Nate Showman talks on it. If you can't stand Nate, I can't help you there. But it gives both sides of the issue. It has Mm -hmm. two different people that were on for over an hour yesterday. You don't have to listen to Nate. Go to the podcast, and you can get both sides of the issue.
3: By the way, most issues have more than just two sides anyway.
2: And we have had people with both sides. If you don't like the people we've had on talking about both sides, I can't help you there. But once again, if you want to hear two people talk about pros and cons, go to KBOI.com and click on the podcast link for Nate Shellman, and you can hear it all for yourself right this second. We'll take a break. Leslie Van Beek, Canyon County Commissioner. It's been a while since we talked about Canyon County business. She's going to be with us coming up. We'll talk with her live next year on News Talk KBOI.
0: It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First, say Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open 670 KBOI. Now, back
1: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 839. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, and in the studio with us this morning. First time in a while that we've had a chance to uh, talk to a Canyon County Commissioner, and we have one with us this morning, Leslie Van Beek is uh here with us we've had a lot going on with the legislature and everything so far this year uh, but it's good to talk to you again great to see you again thanks for coming in with us this morning
8: yep thank you mike thank you chris it's always nice to be here you know i love being on the air with you we got lots to talk about i want to start
2: off with Canyon County Commissioners, you have two new commissioners that were voted in this year. Yes, sir. And won their election. So you've had about five months to start working with them. And I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. And I don't think it's unfair to say that there was a lot of drama last year between the three Canyon County Commissioners, two of which were replaced in the election. I think. Part of that might have been because they got tired of the drama that was happening with the county-county elected officials, correct?
8: Yes, I think that's a true statement, and it has been a really good journey. So the three of us at the get-go decided that we were going to work collaboratively together. That's part of adulting, is that you can, even Mm -hmm. if you disagree, you can still work together, you can still produce a product, and Out of that, we have a new person that's working with the Board of County Commissioners, the Chief Operating Officer, Greg Grast. So he's been in public service for about 25 years. He's worked in the AG's office, and he's really bringing some great things to bear on the commission, allowing government to actually produce something. So I'm big on that. And with the way that county government is structured, it is difficult to get everybody on the same page. It's hard enough to do with two people in a marriage. You get nine people and then three (laughs) people in an office, right? So... That ability to go out and network and then bring back, here's what we have, and how do we strategize to solve the problem? Canyon County uh, taxpayers and voters should be really proud of the fact that we are moving government forward. So Greg Grass is also, he served as our IT director. He's got a spreadsheet that's about three miles wide of all kinds of things that we, um, and I'm an idea generator, so I want to do everything. And we just put them on a chart, and then we just go after it, and we are accomplishing great things. We hope to get that marketed publicly, uh, but we're still in the first less than six months still getting our strategy organized. But the dynamic in the office, having people there full-time, Mike, I felt like a Maytag repairman, honestly, with the last couple of boards. It just was tough to get people in the seat. I don't know why, but, you know, you got to show up if you want to produce something.
3: Let's uh, talk briefly about the, the landfill, uh, the, the household hazardous and electronic waste disposal events Yes, sir, are uh, coming up. Tell us about those.
8: Well, you know, it always seems to be a subject of interest here, so we want to get the date out. June 14th at the O'Connor Fieldhouse, you can bring 25 gallons and or 20 items of household trash, and you can just pop your trunk, and they'll come get it for you. You don't even have to get out of the car. That's customer service.
2: Now, this is just for people who live in Canyon County, correct? That
8: is true. Okay. Yeah, if you want it free, then you've got to be a Canyon County for your business. You've got to call ahead. Um, they What they won't take, they won't take your biological or radiological waste. You can't bring your explosives, no ammo, and no prescription what? drugs. Man. I know. Yeah, those prescription drugs, just as a note, if you want to get rid of those, you have to take them to a local law enforcement agency or a CVS pharmacy. Otherwise, you're going to make the fish high. So,
3: <laughs> So no people, no radiation. Okay, got that. <laughs>
2: right. Um, let's get in uh, and talk here a few minutes uh, about growth. Canning okay. Canning County, Caldwell, Nampa, two of the fastest growing cities, not just in Idaho, but in the entire country. That is true. And there, there's a little contention going on uh, within the community uh, about growth, where growth should be happening, where it shouldn't be happening. Uh, I want to talk uh, a minute here uh, about the movement to protect farmland that there's so many people out there that, you know, they, they're okay with growth as long as it's not going on our farmland. Mm-hmm. And usually it's not the people who own the farmland that want to see the farmland protected or even farmers themselves. It's, it's other people. How is that fight going right now?
8: Well, you know, again, we're trying to engage in discussion that's productive. And you can have our farm ground. But I tell people, unless you've irrigated it, paid for it at 18%, unless you're farming it and investing in the equipment, it's tough. Um, I like it too. I love it. I live in the county, but I'm next to that city growth and development. And it's the cities that are consuming 95% of that farm ground. So the county only accounts for about 5%. There are people that believe a county should not approve a subdivision. I don't agree with that posture. I do agree with looking at what's productive farm ground. Is Is it blow sand? I mean, what are we talking about? Can you get water to it? Does it have water rights? those kinds of discussions. And so the board is actually um, in a place where I have lobbied for, and that's we're engaging with cities and looking at their areas of impact. We're taking tours around the county. Uh, We did that with the city of Nampa and their planning staff. So they're proposing an increase in their area of impact. So we went out and looked at what was viable farm ground. We're asking questions, that negotiation process. It's not too different than what Star and Middleton. You're going to be next week and Star talking about what's happening with both of those cities. But they went through a process where there was some engagement with legal, and when it came down to it, the county um, put a committee together to look at that, and the voters in the end decided whose city they wanted to be in. So there's a lot of moving parts and pieces, but really having those working partnerships with the city leaders to see what really is happening on the ground. You can say that it's ag ground. That's what happened is that they just took a – a blanket sweep and put everything back in ag, even if it had been rezoned or even if there was belly dumpers on the ground moving dirt, that's, that's not reflective of what's really happening. It's not helpful. It's not transparent. So we have to get more involved. That's the call. This is a big job. We manage 15 departments and oversee $132 million in a budget, but we're in the game. All right, we've got uh, more. Leslie
2: Van B, Canyon County Commissioner, one of the three commissioners in with us this morning, talking Canyon County business. Need to take a break, get a final check on traffic and weather. More with Commissioner on the way next. Ben
1: Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 852, once again, we are talking with uh Canyon County, County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek this morning, and we were talking uh, about land development. And before we went to break, I wanted to uh ask you about one thing before we uh move on. Uh, it has to do with, uh, I believe it's South Nampa, especially out south of the lake. People are complaining about new developments and not wanting to add new developments because of water problems, water table going down, and they're afraid they're going to be running out of water. Um, what do you say about that? What is what is that a reason just to stop all building, or is there ways to address that?
8: Thanks, Mike. It's a great question. It is a matter of concern for people wanting to build out there. I do have to give a shout out to our Development Services Director, Sabrina Menschall, who's taken over less than a year and done a great job at coordinating agencies. So we actually hosted the Idaho Department of Water Resources. They were talking about the difference between a dry well and just maybe an improperly built well. So they're two very different things. And the people building in that area should know on, on a highly contested land use decision. Um, there were water issues that farmer sold the water rights. And so you've got to chase the water. That's what I heard from that agency is that it is the responsibility of a property owner that if their well drops because Mm -hmm. of other development, they have to, they have to chase the water. So really interesting. I hadn't heard that before. I said, I hope you're telling people that that come in and get building permits and water permits. Um, That area is traditionally large-scale, diversified ag. There's probably not going to be too much more because Nampa's refocusing because of the contention and the water issues. They're going a different direction, uh, more north instead of south. So...
2: With, with talking about that, uh, because that was another question I had for you. Um, whether you're looking at development right now, where is Canyon County looking in placing that development? Cause as you just mentioned, it's like probably not going to be a lot out there because there could be possible water issues. So where are, is Canyon County looking for new areas of development? Because it's not, it's not something that's going to stop. And like I mentioned, can, can, or Caldwell and Napa, two of the fastest growing cities in the nation. So where are they trying to push that growth now?
8: Well, I think some of that focus for Caldwell, let's talk about that. Their urban renewal agency is going to bring some commercial and industrial development there. There is some uh, residential in there, but at 1,842 acres of ground is going to focus on providing jobs. They have to meet standards for that. They're actually, what I heard, haven't talked to their leadership, but considering pulling back a little bit of their area of impact. And then they've got a lot of their farm ground going for um, development in there that's Mm. traditionally been really good farm ground. Um, it frustrates me when people say that they're upset with uh, that Smead Parkway that was adjacent to the city of Caldwell, the value per acre that helps drive down the levy rate and shift property taxes to commercial development. That should be a consideration before there's criticism. So, And then Nampa, they've got areas that are approaching the Ada county border north and then toward the city of Star. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. And then a lot of those smaller cities within the county, we need to look at those uh, that District 2 commissioner is also the mayor of Greenleaf, so he's got a lot of opinions about the areas of impact. He'd be an interesting one to ask that question.
3: What do you do for Law Enforcement Week in Canyon County?
8: That's a great question. This is Law Enforcement Week. I talked to the uh, captain for the jail, uh, Harold Patchett, yesterday. They are going to culminate this week by being out at Canyon Hill Church of the Nazarene. The event starts at 2 p.m. It honors fallen officers in Idaho. There are 72, and it's got great speakers. Josh Hewitt, who is the U.S. Attorney General, uh, United States Attorney for the District of Idaho. He will be there, as well as Todd Lakey, who's a state senator, well-respected there. Chief Rex Ingram, I love him. He's a great find for the city of Caldwell after their um, little bit of turmoil last year. He What? The police department had drama, too? I know. <laughs> but he's great. He spent time uh, policing in that Watts District down there, came up here, brought a great team with him, doing a wonderful job. And then Colonel Kidrick Wills. I don't haven't had the privilege of meeting him, but he's an Idaho State Police Trooper. So there will be a motorcade, balloons, um, flowers, honoring. It's um, very respectful and reverent out there. So if you're interested, that's a great way yeah, to Will's, honor. Please,
2: Will's is great too. Mm. So. Good. And this, <laughs> this is going on which Friday?
8: Yes, Friday. All okay. right. Yep.
2: Um, I know this isn't probably fair. We've only got about a minute left, but can you give us an update on the Canning County
8: Jail? Yes, sir. The Board of County Commissioners. Again, we're in the community. We've our Chief Operating Officer has set up a tour for that jail. We also have plans to go with command staff up to. Um, Skagit County in Washington, they have a plan for a jail that would would save cost that would meet the needs here in Kenyon County. So we are actively engaged working with law enforcement. I do want to have a shout out to the uh, chief deputy for the sheriff. He has brought a lot of positive change. Doug Hart, just an amazing former FBI, comes to Kenyon County with just tremendous leadership skills and experience. So that partnership is working well. They presented the board yesterday with a three-inch binder of 59 projects over three years. And so that'll be online for people to review on what's happening with law enforcement. Lots happening there with, um, I'll just say quickly, uh, Senator Nichols and a U.S. Representative Gallagher were down at the border uh, on that meeting that I attended for District 10 last week. And uh, just that border crossing, that's going to impact a lot of counties
2: county county commissioner leslie uh, van beek thanks for taking a few minutes with us uh, once again it's been a it's been a while it's great to uh, talk to you again hope to see you soon yes okay, thank you kboi news time is 857 phone lines are open 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless if you want to email you can email chris at kboi.com or mike at KBOI. listen to kboi online
0: go to kboi.com and click the listen live button
1: now back up mike casper and chris walton this is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: ...Nuclear Education Center and address other aging infrastructure in the district... Many areas would receive support, with rapid growth causing issues for schools, especially in some of the outlying areas of the West Ada School District. The measure, though, will need at least 55% voter approval to pass and move forward with those improvement projects. The Valleview School District says it's requesting a bond because six of Valleview's seven elementary schools are overcrowded. Valleview Superintendent Lisa Boyd says if the bond passes, the tax levy rate will not increase and more taxes will not be collected per household. Voting will take place next week on Tuesday, May 16th. Early voting, though, is still available today at the Elections Office in Caldwell. 208-336-3700,
2: pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Polls opened just about a little over an hour ago, so uh, you have all day to vote. We'll keep you updated on uh, how that goes. But remember, if you uh, are going to want to complain, you better get out and vote. That way you uh, have an excuse. Otherwise, what the heck are you doing? Complaining about something you didn't take part in.
3: George Carlin used to say, uh, I don't vote, uh, therefore I'm the only one with a right to complain. I didn't elect these people.
2: (laughs) There's a lot going on uh, here in the Treasure Valley today. um, And a lot, when I say, and not just Treasure Valley, there's a lot going on, period. You've got the election going on today. Uh, You have the meeting between uh, the congressional leadership and the president over the debt ceiling. They're they're due to meet today. However, in in hearing the drops from the president and also uh, Kevin McCarthy, it doesn't sound like they are anywhere close to coming to a compromise on the debt ceiling. Once again, the uh, debt ceiling needs to be increased by somewhere around June the first, or we go into default. And the Republicans want to see some sort of budget cuts. And President says there will be no negotiation on cutting budgets. He wants a clean bill passed. Right. However, right I'm not now not going
3: to attach anything to it that doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have anywhere simply,
2: close yeah. to enough votes to even pass a clean bill as it is. It needs sixty votes to pass, and right now there is only forty-nine votes that would vote to pass a clean bill. So there's got to be some negotiation going on. And it's interesting because there are places, and we've talked about this, that both Republicans and Democrats agree. I mean, there's low-hanging fruit that they could possibly get here. Mm -hmm. For instance, President Biden yesterday said that he is for clawing back COVID funds that have been unused.
3: That's something.
2: There's billions of dollars right there that That are sitting there not being spent. It's like that's something. That's something he can agree to right now and say, "Let's do this." That
3: seems oddly sensible, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's something Republicans want done. It's like, hey, the COVID emergency is over. This money was not spent. Let's claw it back and put it back in the federal government. That's that's some of the low hanging fruit that I think (laughs) that that could be agreed to. Um, But once again, you're going to have to have both sides undig their heels. You know, Biden has said, I will not negotiate any budget cuts as part yeah. of the reason we'll, for we'll increasing do that. the debt ceiling. We'll do that
3: afterward, he yeah. says.
2: And I guess maybe I thought about this yesterday as I, I was thinking about this, and I, I, who knows how serious this is, this really is. I mean, we hear from experts saying, no, this can be catastrophic. I know what happens if this were me. And I said, you know what? I'm just not going to pay my bills. I agreed to pay these bills, but I'm not. I know what happens to me. Uh-huh. They would put a lien on my house. They would eventually take my house, sell it off. They would take my car and sell it off, and I would lose all this stuff. My credit rating would go to hell. Now the federal government's a little bit different. They're not going to come and repossess the White House, right? They're not going to repossess the Pentagon. They're not going to repossess. Well, yeah, on, the, on the other
3: hand, I mean, politically, I think it's it's worse. Uh, it's it's uh, much worse for the president than it is for anybody else. Like, well, we we uh, we defaulted for the first time. Mm-hmm. Who's a, yeah. Whose administration did yeah. we do it under? That's nobody wants to know who was in Congress no. at the time. <laughs> they always ask, "Well, who was president?"
2: You're going to look back on history if this does happen. Yeah, and no, I 100% no matter. percent agree with you.
3: No matter whose uh, time in office it was, anything that happened from day one till the very final day they were in office. Eventually, we'll be blamed on them.
2: Yeah. And I mean, this isn't the first time that there have been negotiations done to increase the debt ceiling. Right. 78 times we've increased the debt ceiling, and 32 times there have been negotiations on the budget. The most recent time, people like to say. So
3: 46 times there yeah,
2: weren't. Yeah, there were. That must be
3: what uh, Joe Biden is, is focusing on right now.
2: Even during um, President Trump, the last time they increased the debt ceiling in 2019. They had off, they, they agreed to offsets as part of the negotiation to increase mm-hmm. the debt ceiling. So when he says that, hey, we, pa- pa- we passed clean bills all three times in President Trump's administration. No, you didn't. The last one had $77 billion in offsets to help pass the debt ceiling increase. And you're exactly right. He could just say, hey, we,
3: we did it three times.
2: When history looks at this, you're exactly right. Nobody. Will go, well, who is in Congress? Who was the leadership in Congress? Who was in charge of this? The, the administration who was at the time is going to get blamed. You for tell it. me the 53
3: guys who voted against <laughs> yeah. this,
2: right or wrong. Um, other things that would, obviously we're going to be talking about coming up. Tomorrow morning, in addition to the election, the meeting that will go on a little bit later today, um, we are awaiting the report that investigated potential racism within the Boise Police Department. It is due to be released today. Apparently, nobody outside the investigating body, the uh, law firm, has seen any of the results from the somewhere between $500 million and uh, $650 million that has been sent. Now, uh, they said they ran out of money. A thousand, at, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was, yeah, a thousand. Yeah. Sorry, ha- half a million, not half half a billion. Um, I was going to
3: say, we could have built several libraries for that much
2: money. <laughs> they, and we're they, not going to do that either. They said they ran out of money at $500,000. Right, there, there was an additional $150,000 that was available, and they have used that. So it's actually even more now. Um, we'll find out whether or not, According to this investigation, there was systemic racism within the Boise Police Department. And this all comes back, in case you don't remember, Boise Police Officer Matt Ringelson apparently attended a racist uh, white nationalists convention. He had uh, written for this group, apparently white supremacist thoughts. I haven't read them myself but after this happened he's retired by the way now he's no longer a member of the police force and all this happened after he retired he did they didn't find this and then he goes oh i got to get the heck out of here he had already retired when all this stuff happened so he was even when he did the uh attended the convention he was not a member of the boise police force at the time he was on his personal time
3: kind of then makes one wonder what does it have to do with them then
2: So, I mean, and I get it. They want to investigate. Well, gosh, if this guy had this many beliefs, maybe it's something we should have be investigating if this was going on. Because if he did have these beliefs, it was known within the police department, why did nobody say anything? So I I don't like the fact that there's, you know, half a million dollars or more in taxpayer dollars that we've needed to investigate. That's why I, I said this earlier this morning. I hope I'm wrong. Um, it would be awesome if the report comes out and we found out that over half a million dollars was spent and the investigation turned up zero
3: Mm. racists, systemic racists happening
2: in the Boise Police Department.
3: Wrongdoing Mm. and whatnot.
2: Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. However, the cynic in me, that little piece of cynic, I I have a little spot right here in the back of my brain that's cynical and says there's no way they can spend a half a million dollars and come up with nothing they've got to find something
3: well i mean it's it it seems like it's almost a no-brainer with the police department if you want to prove something just uh, okay do you guys ever profile of course they profile and go from there
2: because police work involves a lot of profiling Two zero eight and some and some profiling, yes, is quite racist. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break here. If you want to weigh in, we got some emails that we'll get to. If you're waiting on the phone right now, Kevin Caldwell, don't go anywhere. I know you want to talk about school bonds. We'll get to that. It is election day. We'll take a quick break. Uh, more on the way next. Phone lines are open. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Stay right where you're at. I promise we are going to uh, give you a chance. Luke Combs concert tickets going to be here this weekend. Would you like to go absolutely free? You're listening to the right radio station. Your chance to win those tickets on the way within the next half hour here on News Talk KBOI. Drive home live and local with
0: Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
1: This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
12: President Biden is set to leave for Japan tomorrow, and time is running out for the White House to strike a deal with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to raise the debt limit. The President insists that they are making progress, but Speaker McCarthy told me they are nowhere near deal. We're only a couple weeks away, but because of the timeline to pass something in the House and pass something in the Senate, You've got to have something done by this weekend.
2: We are nowhere near any of that.
12: McCarthy says he will not agree to raise the debt ceiling until the president agrees to deep spending cuts, including clawing back unspent COVID funds.
2: You know, I was thinking about this as we were going to break. Um, you know, maybe what the Republican leadership could do and say, all right, fine, you're not going to do anything If we don't make, you're saying budget cuts, you're fine with with making budget cuts, but you don't want to have have anything to do with increasing the debt ceiling. So maybe what they could do is have him, you know, show proof because they're afraid that he's going to go, oh, I'll do this. If you increase the debt ceiling, then I'll I'll, I'll negotiate and then find out that he doesn't negotiate. Maybe what they can do is say, all right, fine, we're going to raise the debt ceiling for three months. That will give us plenty of time. For you to show that you will make budget cuts like we have asked and negotiate with us on budget cuts. Now, if he refuses to negotiate budget cuts, then, then you, then, then you can say, look, you said you'd negotiate. We raised the debt ceiling for three months. Now you're still not negotiating. So this is why we didn't believe you. Or he does negotiate and said, and then everything's fine. And after three months, you increase the debt ceiling to next year again. Like you should you know like you're supposed to mm-hmm. in the first place, i don 't know if that's legally if that can legally be done on a short term i think it, I think it can I think they can agree, hey let's just extend the debt ceiling for another few more months. they don 't have to agree to do it until next year again, do they i don't know
3: i I do know though I, I what I started to say earlier was if the United States defaults if the the, the debt ceiling is not raised by June first uh... which is what now sixteen days away and the united states defaults like i said i mean you don't immediately think well the boy, congress was really wrong on this one you you blame it on the president for not being able to get it done not for not wanting to do it not for saying let's just do it and get it over with not for any of that stuff for not getting it done for having somebody in america that mm-hmm. he couldn't persuade to do it the way he wanted to
2: two-oh-eight-three-three-six-thirty-seven-hundred pounds pound, pound six seventy on your verizon wireless Uh, Kevin and Caldwell, thanks for being patient here on News.KBOI. You want to talk about uh, the election today.
6: Yeah, for me, it's the Valley View School District. I don't know anything about Meridian and and, uh, don't care because I don't live there. (laughs) I was just going to say, you don't
2: care, do you?
6: No, I don't. That's their problem. Um, You know, as far as this area out here... They're asking for a bunch of money. There's there are about three reasons I'm opposed to it. and They're asking for a bunch of money for new school, to purchase new school land. And this is not the time to be buying school land. Give it a year or two, it's gonna drop. It always does. And if they can wait, that would be a better thing Is to wait or run an election when, school, when land prices drop. The other reasons, I feel the public school system is failing our children here in Idaho. Ever since they implemented Common Core back when uh, Luna was superintendent, <laughs> Our, our scores, our kids' scores have dropped precipitously, and it's a shame. I mean, I want public school to work. I want them to have a good education, not get worse and worse, and something needs to change, something needs to correct. And throwing money at the problem isn't the answer. But charter schools have been doing well, but they get no money for buildings or land or any of that. I think it's time for lawmakers to start changing the law such that we can start doing some bonds for charter schools. I'll support a charter school because their scores are good. Their, their, their results are good. And I just don't think we can keep supporting all the same things and expecting a different result. And then the final reason I'm posed is listening to Nate's interview with uh, those guys yesterday. This gal talked about how the taxes would affect her personally. And she moved here. I think she said in the uh, early 20 teens, like 2012, 2014, something like that and her house is nine hundred plus thousand dollars and she's in favor of this thing. And I just want to remind people that moved here that Idaho outside of Boise where I live, the average person my age in their fifties and sixties has gone through their lives making between seven and ten dollars an hour. They don't live in nine hundred thousand dollar homes. And why are we supporting people to move here building schools for you when you can afford that much more so than the person who only has Social Security to retire on. I think what we need is we need impact fees. I mean, if we're building new schools, a lot of that is because of the growth and the impact fees. The legislature needs to put that in somehow to start putting some portion of new growth towards building new schools.
2: Yeah. So and that's
6: I, that's, and that's you, my opinion. You
2: did have right, Kevin. Um, you know, you can't just impose impact fees. As they are illegal, so the legislature would. I have to change the state constitution on that.
6: Correct. Yep. Thank you for the call. So make your calls to your make make your calls to your legislators.
2: Um, email or this is a text message two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred hundred says the GOP wants to remove entitlements, Social Security, Medicare. Social Security is collected through payroll and shouldn't have been a part of the debt limit discussion. All right, the GOP does not want to. Get rid of Social Security or Medicare as part of cutting the budget. I, I don't know where you got that. That matter that, That's nowhere in their proposal. They have a specific pros, proposal, and Social Security, Medicare is not mentioned in the budget Well, yeah, you remember the proposal.
3: State of the Union address. The president mentioned that uh, some of the Republicans wanted to uh, cut Social Security, and they all started yelling no, and he says, so I guess I have your commitment on that then, or something of that nature.
10: Mm-hmm.
9: So
3: apparently they were okay with that. Uh, Mark wrote in, the greatest danger to our democracy right now is white supremacy. Uh, James says, Donald Trump's former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, has been sued by a former employee who says he coerced her into sex acts and subjected her to abuse at work. In the $10 million civil case, Noel Dunphy alleges that Giuliani burst into alcohol-drenched and racist rants at work, exposed himself, took Viagra constantly, coerced Dunphy into performing a sex act against her will, and demanded that she work naked, in a bikini, or in short shorts with an American flag on them that he bought for her. And then he says, Rudy and Donnie have much in common in civil lawsuits. That, wow, uh... If true, that's an awful lot, but it doesn't ring true. But I wasn't there, as usual. 208-336-3700,
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. News coming up here next. Get some more of your phone calls and emails. You do have lines open as we go to break. As promised, I told you we were going to give away another pair of Luke Combs tickets for you. Um, text us right now. All you have to do once again, text Luke Combs. You have about 15 minutes to get those texts in. We'll choose one person at random from all the texts we receive and you will get a pair of Luke Combs tickets for the uh, concert, stadium concert, Albertson Stadium coming up here. This weekend, once again, the text number is 208-336-3700. Just text Luke Combs and you'll be in on the drawing.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI.
12: Meanwhile, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen once again sounding the alarm, warning Congress that the government would run out of the money that it needs to pay its bills as soon as June 1st. If that happens, the consequences here would be dire. Troops could go unpaid. Social Security payments would be delayed to seniors. And an estimated 8 million people could lose their jobs.
2: A lot of coulds going on there, as pointed out yesterday when we were talking about this. But the reason that there's a lot of could-bes, may-bes, might-bes is because we have never defaulted yeah. in our history of America. We don't know
3: exactly what's going to
2: happen. We don't know what's going to happen. We just have people saying, hey, this could happen. Now, some of the things, you know, if there's no money to send out, for instance, to social Security, for Social Security checks, yeah, yeah you're probably not going to get your Social Security check when when it's Do And for those people who count on that Social Security check, that's catastrophic to them. Some of us, we might not notice a whole lot. I think what you're seeing with the stock market right now has something to do with the fact that they don't seem to be close. We're down another 200 (laughs) points today.
3: uh, Those of you with no money, you'll still have no money.
2: Exactly. So it doesn't affect you that much. But for people who have 401Ks, retirement accounts, IRAs, you're seeing the effects of it right now because it would be, I believe, catastrophic to the stock market. And for anybody who has a retirement account, you're going to be affected by it. If you get Social Security, you're going to be affected by it. As you mentioned, some people work for the government. You're going to be affected by it. Rich in Boise, you're on Newstalk KBOI. Good morning to you.
10: Well, yeah, they... Congress could raise the debt ceiling by whatever amount they want. They could raise it enough to go another week, month, five years, whatever they want. Uh, But wonder how Republicans, suppose this situation reversed and Democrats were saying, we won't raise the debt ceiling unless we get some federal laws that we like on abortion or climate change. See, that's the danger in giving into this. That will just be, the, that will just be the, the blackmail every time the budget can't get through.
2: Well, but, but, Rich, you're forgetting that there have been 42 other times that there have been negotiations out of the 78 times in history that we've increased the debt ceiling that they've negotiated on budget cuts. This isn't the but, first time that know, this but... has ever happened. Matter of fact, it happened back in 2019 when President Trump was in
10: office. Were we nearing uh the default? We I mean, always uh, we
2: always th- seem to get near the default. I mean, it's never well, go, Oh
10: no, look, we passed. You know, we increased you know the budget I mean. seven
2: months before. It's never happened like that
3: in my lifetime. We're, were we within like hours or days of it though?
10: Yeah, we've been well, within yeah, days there, of it. Yeah, we, yeah. When Ted Cruz was doing it, we got within the days of it, and this. But before that, I mean, you you can't really use those conspiracying but but what about what about if uh, the Democrats reversed and said we want abortion laws environmental changes uh, that, that's why that's why the, this that's why this can't be used. Well, and and it, I I
3: don't think it'll I mean I don't think it will happen as long as there's a Democrat president because as I yeah, said no. if it doesn't happen I think it's going to look worse uh, it's going to look worse for the president than it does for uh, you know those in but, Congress it'll still look but, bad for but, everybody it'll be you know catastrophic <laughs>
10: a time will come where we have a republican president and a democrat house of representatives
3: now, are you, are you sure yeah. They, yeah. and they probably <laughs> and, and and they probably will do something similar at the time it'll, it'll be you know but, the I mean, sides will be reversed started
10: doing it but suppose they started to do it for abortion or climate change or something else it doesn't have to be on spending yeah if you're going to hold the debt ceiling As leverage, you can hold it as leverage as anything, right? And we'll just be we'll just be involved in chaos every time we. And is what this not raising the debt ceiling is what it hurts. It's not people not getting social security and stuff. Uh, It's uh, people aren't going to be willing to buy our bonds. Foreign countries won't be willing to buy our bonds. A lot of things will
1: be
3: wrong
10: because they're. They're afraid that well, we, can't, we if we defaulted, they're afraid that someday we might just default again and not pay them what's owed, and it will hurt our credit. And we have to borrow. We borrow about a third of our budget is, every year. Is the process that, that's where the damage will be? Is
3: the process not somewhat chaotic every time, though?
10: Well, I mean, we have government shutdowns and stuff like that. We've had those that went on for a couple of weeks, and then. Uh, You know, all the government employees, they got back pay. And, you know, I don't know if they've ever stopped Social Security payments, but, you know, at first they start shutting parks and all that kind of stuff. You know, we can stop probably probably,
2: uh, a lot of this. And thank you for the call, Rich. Appreciate it. Um, We could probably stop a lot of this by saying, hey, everybody stops getting paid in Congress. The president stops getting Mm -hmm. paychecks. All congressmen stop getting their paychecks. They don't get any of their medical. Everything stops until this is done. And watch how fast that everybody all of a sudden would go, oh, well, maybe we should negotiate really quick here.
3: The poorest people would certainly want to
2: negotiate right away. No kidding. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. By the way, um, you've got a few more minutes. If you want to text us, just text Luke Combs. That's all you have to do. If you want the Luke Combs tickets, Saturday night, um, looking like a great night for an outdoor concert, by the way. Temperatures are supposed to be in the uh, 80s, possibly low 90s on Saturday. So if you like these tickets, we're going to give away a pair of tickets here within the next few minutes. But if you want them, text just Luke Combs. That's it. Just his name, Luke Combs. You don't even have to spell it correctly. As long as I can tell it's Luke Combs, one person will be chosen at random to get those pair of tickets for Saturday night's concert. Uh, Email in, Mike at KBOI.com says, fascinating how they didn't even turn up any so-called racism by Captain Bringelson. We should be asking ourselves, his views were misrepresented by the mayor and the media. They called him racist, but they sure didn't call him a liar or actually address anything he said, particularly the statements about crime statistics. Now, to a certain extent, I see what you're saying Because Captain Bringleson, when these accusations were made, was no longer a member of the police department. Mm
4: -hmm. He
2: was on his own time. However, do you not think that this should be? He was a captain in the police department. He may have kept those two parts of his life completely separate and they may have been that may be why you didn't hear anything about it while he was a police captain and didn't hear anything about it until he until he started attending these rallies and writing some of these podcasts right.
3: however that's why they're just trying to figure out if there was even you know the air that something uh, uh, like that was going on
2: do you not believe that that should be investigated to find out if it was going on in within the Boise police department Especially when you have the proof that he was attending these, that he had written these white nationalists, for lack of a better term, these white supremacist things in blogs.
3: The worst part would be if they found out, yes, there was a lot of it going on, and I guess a lot of us either didn't notice or just didn't care.
2: That's what I'm saying. Granted, I get that a lot of people are upset that, you know, we spent tax dollars, because that... $500,000 Five hundred to $650,000 that has been spent so far is taxpayer money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you guys find anything? No. We're going to find out a little bit later today. Uh, text message, problem with the Boise Police Department thing is that if nothing happened, you won't find anything. It's True. tough to prove a negative unless somebody just makes <laughs> stuff up, which, infor- fortunately, is possible just to justify their own But jobs. if you
3: if you find nothing, then the, the, you know, the general feeling is... Uh, well that wasn't necessary why did you have to spend all that
2: money the other feeling you may get is really they found nothing okay who's who's in charge of this (laughs) cover-up once again that's the little cynical part of my brain going that that
3: one always kind of comes out (laughs) am i
2: and i'm i I don't think i'm wrong you're going to have people say oh some sort of cover-up going on they don't want to make the boise police department it's like i mean
3: it's like i said if God himself came down from heaven and told somebody, hey, your politics are wrong. He'd leave and they'd go, why would he lie to me like that?
2: Another text message in says the government will never default. Congress will make sure they get paid. Social Security will get paid, as well as the armed forces. They're just making threats. Right. If they really wanted to make this happen, they could actually threaten congressional members and tell them that there is no back pay when the deal is made. Same goes for all government employees. No paid vacations where they get their checks a little bit late. Every government employee would get in on the phone with their congressperson, Congress. and it would be over in no time.
3: Congress isn't exactly a buzz with poor people, though.
2: No. And that's kind of what I just said. He's kind of mirroring what I said just a few minutes ago. A lot of this stuff can be stopped because, you know, if congressmen stopped getting their paychecks and they stopped getting, you know, their medical and whatever they get paid for, same with the president. The president wouldn't get it either. Yeah. If everybody stopped getting paid, I think you would see these things get solved a little bit quicker, don't you? What's
3: well, worth a shot? <laughs>
2: pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. We do have phone lines open if you want to get through with your thoughts this morning. A couple of things we've been talking about, things we're waiting on hearing today, and of course here on News Talk KBOI, when we get those news, uh, we'll be telling you all about it. Tomorrow morning we'll have the latest on the election results. West 8, of course, is the big one in the state, $500 million. If you want to weigh in on that, what you're going to vote for today, or maybe what you have voted for since polls have been open since 8 o'clock, please feel free also this is the final chance you want luke combs concert tickets just tuning in you still have a chance to text us 208-336-3700 just text the name luke combs we're going to pick somebody at random here in the next few minutes you got about three minutes to get that text in once again 208-336-3700
0: for your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, Play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All
2: right, everybody, check your text messages. I just texted the winner and informed them that they won tickets to Luke Combs on Saturday. So if you're one of those people who uh, texted us to try and win those tickets, make sure and text your or check your text right now and then respond back because i need your name and some other information from you so that i can announce the winner once again though um our contest is over we'll have another pair of tickets to give away tomorrow morning we also have tickets on thursday and friday morning once again sold out show luke combs albertson stadium second stadium well third stadium concert ever it's really the second artist who has ever been here garth brooks Sold, what, 80-some thousand tickets for his two shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luke Combs is going to have a big, big crowd there on uh, Saturday night. Some emails to uh, get to this morning says, uh, I am not a voter within West Ada School District, but after listening to Nate's podcast with the pros and cons, I would be voting yes today if I were. Interesting. I'm curious as, as to why... You said you'd be voting yes, uh, but I'd love to hear from you uh, if you're the person that wrote in. Why is it that after listening to the podcast with the two people who were given their pros and cons in the debate yesterday, why why is it that you would vote yes after hearing that? By the way, if you have not headed out yet and you are a part of the West Ada District and trying to figure out whether or not you want to vote for a $500 million bond, um, you can check out that podcast. Go to Nate Showman on the podcast, Nate Showman, and you, you can hear that debate back and forth between the two people who we had on yesterday to discuss the pros and cons of the West Ada
3: levy. Shirley Boy Boise says the West Ada school district levy is $500,000 over 10 years or $50,000 per year, but the homeowner pays additional tax on the full $500,000 for all
2: 10 years? I believe, so. I, I believe it's broken up the same way we heard this morning that it would be... So
3: 10% of what you pay I mean, each year for 10 years. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, another text message in on the uh, West Ada bond. There are no legally binding documents required for West Ada School District to pay off the bond and keep rates unchanged. They didn't tell voters they have $150 million in their rainy day funds to address maintenance. Now they say trust them. But break campaign laws. They can't be trusted to manage $500 million in new taxes. These are facts admitted to uh, yesterday on Nate shelman's program during the debate. I am voting no. That's Jerry and Eagle.
3: Two Dogs says, Chris, people do realize that this is this levy is facilities only, I hope. In other words, the money can't be used for anything but probably the uh, uh, the physical, uh, pro- you know, the, the building.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I I believe that is true. And they specifically if you want to check out the West Data School District website, it's W A S D dot com. Um you can check out where the money goes goes to specifically. It does weigh way that out for you. W A S D. Waste. <laughs> well, I didn't even no, think no, about no, that. No, no. I didn't think about it, but yeah you're right. <laughs> check out waste.com. No, no, no. W A S D. District.com. That
3: was just a really sad coincidence, I think.
2: <laughs> I didn't even realize it until you pointed out, but yeah, you're right. Uh, John writes, uh, or Wayne writes in, I think it's time for the president to get down to work with the House and the debt increase that is uh, has to be authorized. The CBO report for April came in. Tax receipts for 2023 are 73% lower than those in 2022. The deficit by the government over the first seven months of the fiscal year in 2023 is 236% higher than 2022. The results are starting to come in. The only thing growing with Biden's progressive spending spree is the debt and dependency. That's from Wayne.
3: If you were president, would you say, okay, every congressman come to me with uh, one possible cut that would affect the people in your state?
2: What do you think would happen?
3: I don't think anybody would show.
2: (laughs) It wouldn't even show up. Those are uh, some of the things we're going to be looking at. Once again, coming your way uh, today, we'll be following those stories for you we'll have the uh, results of the election coming up tomorrow morning you'll be able to hear that here on news talk kboi as soon as those i doubt if we're, we're not going to get the results coming in tonight so it, it'll probably come in late tonight or early tomorrow morning we'll be covering that in, in our newscast however we do know that the president and uh leadership is supposed to get together today on the debt ceiling so we'll hear what happens on that meeting it's not sounding positive because both Biden and Kevin McCarthy say that they are still nowhere close, and that's after they canceled their meeting on Friday. It doesn't
3: sound positive because Biden and Kevin McCarthy are involved.
2: Who knows? Maybe they can get a lot done. Joe Biden leaves for Japan tomorrow. Maybe they'll get a lot done with him out of the, uh, out of the country. Who knows? We'll talk about that in more. It's, plus, it's
3: not like Idaho. He has to remain in charge.
2: Plus, uh, make sure you're listening in tomorrow morning. We'll have more chances for you to pick up those Luke Combe concert tickets. Listen in tomorrow morning. Have yourself a great day.